I'm back. Back porch is back. Football is back. Riding solo dolo here on the NFC East preview. That's a that's a big oh no. Just having a lot of fun by myself here. New toys. Uh, just riding solo. Call me Colin Cowherd. Uh, NFC East preview, man. Uh, we're we're gonna start at the top. We'll we'll go through the division, starting from the predictions of the winner to the loser of the division. I'll try to keep this short and sweet. Uh, I know the blogs are very easy to go down, find your team, uh, and go ahead and just read what you want to read, but. I'll try to get the timestamps in here for that as well. I'm not going to spend too much time on each team. Uh, but I'm going to start at the top uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously going to take them as the layup to win the division this year. Very competitive division. Uh, if you look at what they did last year, uh, when you can lose a guy like Javon Hargraves in free agency over to the San Francisco 49ers, and then go ahead and replace uh, replace him with a guy like Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. Uh, you, you're doing pretty well on defense. Uh, that's where everything started for the Eagles last year. Uh, was on the defensive side of the ball, and what Jalen Hurts did on the offensive side of the ball with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, it's hard to pick against them. Uh, that's there's a reason why they are one of the Vegas betting favorites uh, to go back, not just because of the defense, but the evolution of Nick Sirianni and the offense. Uh, obviously, losing both assistants are huge for the Eagles. Uh, however, it's a it's a rebuild. Uh, it's a reload, not a rebuild, is what they like to say. Um, I'm taking Philly to win the division. I'm going to get them, give them a 12 and five record this season. Uh, I really don't think that you can be mad if you're Eagles fans going 12 and five. I think anything more, you'll be a little bit disappointed with expectations. The expectation is to go back and win a Super Bowl. However, there is a trend of Super Bowl loser hangovers in the NFL. Uh, the Eagles will try to avoid that. Uh, make that not a thing and just wipe it out of the past doing what the Bengals did um, and just fixing the narrative of the Super Bowl loser hangover for that. Uh, coming in second place, uh, a lot of people might want to pick the New York Giants here, but that's laughable to me. Uh, second place team this year will probably be an 11-7 and seven Dallas Cowboys team. Now I know that Mike McCarthy is on the hot seat this year as he should be. Um, Dallas has disappointed in the playoffs. They have been a great regular season team, uh, but Dak Prescott and well, I'm not even going to blame Dak Prescott for all of the issues that uh, go on in Dallas. It really starts at the top with Jerry. Um, I'm not a huge Jerry Jones fan. Uh, if I was a Cowboys fan, I would be thrilled with Jerry Jones and his way of spending money and wanting to go out and do everything for the franchise to go ahead 
and go all in. It seems like every year it's this is the year, this is the year, this is the year. Um, and it really hasn't been this year since the 90s uh, as we approach the 2023 season. God, I cannot believe that we, we are saying that right now. The 2023 NFL season. Um, we've seen a lot of crazy changes go on. Uh, the big one that's a big part of my life, um, not just the quarterbacks that we've seen grow up, like the Breezes and the Mannings and the Bradys that are now retired, but we're getting a change in NFL Sunday ticket getting bought out by YouTube TV. It's been on direct TV my whole entire life. And that is one of the, the craziest evolutions of this game. Um, it, it's, it's so crazy. We've seen name changes. Uh, we'll get to the football team that had changed their name in this division a little bit later on in this uh, little mini episode, I'll call it the NFC East preview standalone episode for you guys listening on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, shout out to you guys for uh, listening to me. Uh, Colin Cowherd style by himself. Uh, I get a round of applause for that one. Just doing it for the people here today. Um, but back to the Cowboys. Uh, lots of expectations uh, there. Uh, one of the biggest changes for Dallas is the loss of Ezekiel Elliott. And I wouldn't really call it a loss um, just because the workload on him was just so much. But now they turn over Tony Pollard, who was absolutely electric last year. Um, I think that Tony Pollard is a great running back. Uh, I think he has the potential to put up great numbers. Uh, he thrived in the role that Dallas gave him last year. Uh, he's very explosive can run through the tackles uh, really great in the open field, but he's very underrated as a one cut running back. Uh, the one thing that I do worry about Tony Pollard is with his size, can he take on the full workload? Uh, I think if they give him 30 touches a game, he's going to end up breaking down. Um, but knowing Mike McCarthy's offense and how much money they are giving Dak Prescott to be, that dude at quarterback, I mean, right now it's not a lot compared to everyone else that's getting paid around the league, but I know Mike McCarthy will sling that ball around. So if they can keep Pollard between uh, the 20 and 25 touch range uh, per game, I think Dallas will be successful on offense uh, to complement their insane defense. Uh, Micah Parsons leading that unit on the other side of the ball. Uh, he's incredible. He was incredible at Penn State. Uh, one of the top guys coming out, and he's lived up to the expectations, and he has earned every single penny that he is going to get paid here in the next couple years. Um, Stephon Gilmore uh, at corner with uh, Trayvon Diggs. Uh, they the, the secondary was a little bit shaky at times last year in Dallas, but at the end of the day, that's the style they play. They're high risk, high reward. Uh, they're ball hawks over in Dallas. Um, the one thing that I worry about them is the coaching. I'm not a Mike McCarthy fan. One Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Um, very disappointing in his playoff appearances uh, in Dallas as well. Uh, if they don't make the NFC Championship game this year, I really think that Mike McCarthy should be fired, without a doubt. Uh, I don't care if they win 15 games this year. Uh, if you don't at least get to the NFC title game this year, they have to make a move. 
And they they did lose um, Kellen Moore. Um, Colin plays offensively for them to the Chargers. Uh, he was going to be a head coach one day anyways. Um, I know there's a lot of hype be- at the beginning of last year, but the way that the season unfolded, it just didn't work out for him to go get a head coaching job. I think he had a couple different interviews. Um, took the OC job in LA with Brandon Staley, who that, that's another train wreck that I talked about. I I don't know how that man still has a job. They fired you know, Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, took the blow last year. But we'll see what happens because the Chargers are on the hot seat. Uh, so Kellen Moore could be the head coach in L.A. by the end of this year. And uh, if he's not, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas wants to call him back. Um, that's just kind of how Jerry Jones works. Uh, life comes full circle. And, you know, Jerry wants to win, win one uh, before his time is up. Obviously, he's not getting any younger, um, and he's all in. So uh, Dallas, uh, second place, uh, what's that, 11, 12 and 5, 11, 11 and 6. I think I said 11 and 7. Yeah, it would be 10 and 7. 11 and 6, the Cowboys, um, 11 and 7 is them losing in the first round of the playoffs. I'm just so used to that happening uh, that I said that. So – Moving on to the third place team, the New York football giants. Not sure. Uh, can we get a little cheer for Brian Dayball? You know, great, great rookie year. Don't want to take anything away from Dayball, what he did, what he did with Josh Allen and the Bills as an offensive coordinator. Um, he turned around Daniel Jones, didn't pick up the fifth year option obviously before he got there or there might've been one of the first moves that they made uh, Daniel Jones, not uh, taking his fifth year option, which made him a free agent after having a hell of a year for the giants last year, Um, really turned it on with his legs, uh, really didn't have a lot of weapons on offense himself to throw to, but obviously uh, Saquon Barkley was the real deal, uh, which has now become, a talking point and a problem in New York. Uh, if I was the Giants, I would have done the opposite of what they did. Uh, I don't agree with the way that they paid Daniel Jones and then didn't pay Barkley. I know that's the trend in the NFL right now with running backs. You just do not pay them the money. But Barkley deserved to get that contract over Daniel Jones. This isn't a prove it year for Saquon Barkley. They could have went out and gave him three years, 40 million. Uh, They could have made him the back to be resetting the market for it. But instead they let Daniel freaking Jones take their money. And there's a lot of guaranteed money. So Daniel Jones is going to be there for the next three years. And you know what? The, The Giants could have taken the Kirk Cousins approach and hit him with the franchise tag twice before um, getting a long-term deal for Kirk. And it's worked out really well for Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. The man's gotten paid over, uh, I think it's over uh, a quarter of a billion dollars as an above-average quarterback that hasn't done anything in the postseason. And you know what? Daniel Jones is an average quarterback, and he's getting paid as a top-five quarterback. That is a huge mistake for the Giants. Um, I really don't understand because what happens this year if 
the the second year head coach syndrome is a real thing in the NFL, and they take a step back. And Saquon has a good season. You're just going to let Saquon go on the open market. I mean, he's probably not going to get a lot of money if you just beat him into the ground. But you could have had Saquon for two more years. And then if Daniel Jones was the dude, you pay him after this coming season. I don't think the Giants make the playoffs this year. I'm not I'm not believing in the Giants. I like Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, I know Andrew Thomas has come, come a long way. Uh, they did make the move for uh, Darren Waller at tight end, but their 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 wide receiver unit: Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, injury problems; Jalen Hyatt, uh, injury problems; Isaiah Hodgins, not ideal; Wondell Robinson, injury issues. They have nothing but injury problems on their depth chart on offense. So, what is what is Daniel Jones really going to do this year? He might struggle, and you gave him all that money. And I tell you what, New York is not a friendly market for those guys. The The quarterback gets attacked. Ask Eli Manning how it went. They That man won them two Super Bowls, and he got crucified by the media. Watch what happens in New York when the Jets don't have a great start to the season this year. It, it's going to be a lot of this. going to be a lot of booze. Ah, kind of doesn't sound like a boo, but it's it's a boo. We'll have to we'll have to work on that. Um, but yeah, there's gonna be a lot of boo birds out in MetLife if Daniel Jones doesn't live up to that money. And they're locked in for guaranteed money for I think three seasons. So you got at least two more years of it. If he doesn't show up this year, it's a big year for the Giants here. I mean, Dayball ain't going anywhere. Daniel Jones ain't going anywhere. But I mean, they got a they got a really solid core on defense with their pass rush. Um, I I just don't I don't see it this year um, that they can they can make the playoffs. Uh, I have them finishing um, nine and eight as a, as a team. And nine and eight isn't a terrible record. But when you give a guy top five quarterback money in the league you need to make the playoffs it's the same thing what's going on in cleveland i live it every single day as a browns fan if they don't make the playoffs this year it is a true disappointment and the quarterback ain't going anywhere so nine and eight is not acceptable in cleveland nine and eight isn't acceptable as a new york giants fan this year but i i don't see a world where they where they do that All right, I'm done with the Giants there. That was kind of a little bit mean, but that's just the that's just the truth. It's what I think is going to happen. Um you could count me wrong, but I I just don't see it out of the Giants this year. Um now we move on to the team that uh changed their name. Jesus, the Washington Commanders, the recently sold Washington Commanders who rumors are saying some people are saying it's not me, but some people are saying that they want to go back to the Redskins name. Uh, that is not going to happen because that'll be awkward. Nobody wants that name back um, except for the 90,000 people that have signed that petition. Uh, just really strange. 
Uh, the Commanders are such a weird, interesting team this year. Uh, I think that they have a lot of talent. Their defense has been very consistent, uh, but that's just a Riverboat Ron thing, um, who is also on the hot seat. Uh, I don't know if he will be the first coach fired, but I would check the odds of him being the first coach fired and put a little pizza money on a little $5 um, on that. You could probably get some good odds there. Uh, I'm sure Staley's up there. Um, I don't think McCarthy would be up there as first coach fired, but I think Staley's up there. I think Kevin Stefanski's up there. Um, but I think Riverboat Ron with his offensive quarter uh, or uh, excuse me, offensive coordinator here, Eric Bieniemy, who's been just blacklisted from getting a head coaching job for some reason, the worst interviewer on the planet, apparently. Um, he could be the, the next head coach there. And if it doesn't start out pretty, you might see Eric Bieniemy, uh running the show, driving the bus, as Hugh Jackson would say, uh, within, a, within a couple weeks. But if you look at the 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 talent, the pure raw talent on this team, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, first round pick uh, Emmanuel Forbes. You got Kendall Fuller out there. You got Chase Young, who they didn't accept the fifth year option. Is he going to get traded? the The team is just so dysfunctional. Deron Payne, uh, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat. They have all these dudes that can get to the quarterback, and they've done very very well over the last couple of years defensively but they just they can't figure it out at quarterback and this year jesus they're going with sam howell sam freaking howell as their quarterback they're gonna go four and 13 like the get get the Brissett express out there jacoby Brissett could win games for this team but until sam howell shows me that he can win a game I don't know if he can in the NFL. This is like when the Browns trotted out Deshaun Kaiser as their quarterback and then proceeded to go 0-16. Um, I don't I, I don't believe it. I, I cannot believe that it's not Brissett. But Brian Robinson's talented. Antonio Gibson has shown that he is a good NFL player. Um, they got Scary Terry, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. Uh, they, they brought in uh Byron Pringle. They got Logan Thomas at tight end. Like they got guys on this team that can produce, but they don't got a quarterback. So you're going to, you're going to trot out Sam Howell and, you know, God bless his soul. I'm sure he's a great, great kid. Um, but I don't know if he can win the games in the NFL. He did not do very well in the ACC. How is he going to win games against NFL football teams? Rosters that are a hundred times better than the ACC. You're going to, you're going to tell me Sam Howell's going to win, win games in the NFL. And that's a, those are some talented players on offense and defense for these guys. So step one for Washington was to sell the team that needed to happen for them to turn it around. But step number two is to get the quarterback. And honestly, they might just be tanking for Caleb Williams. Bring out the shirts. Uh, just collapse for Caleb is starting in Tampa. Collapse for Caleb is starting in Atlanta. 
and collapse for Caleb is going to be in Washington as well. Keep Caleb Williams out of my AFC conference, and I will be very, very happy human being. Final prediction, uh, 4-13 and 13 is definitely where I'm going for the Washington Commanders. So we got the Eagles, 12-5. Uh, and five. We got the Cowboys, 11-6. and six. The Giants, 9-8. and eight. And the Commanders, 4-13. and 13. That is your NFC East preview. And I just did that by myself for 21 minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you guys giving me the listen. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube. Make sure you go to Instagram at the Back Porch OC on Instagram. Go ahead and give us a follow. Nate has been killing it with the college football content, NFL content to be continued. Enjoy week zero this weekend, baby.